Welcome to Man Shopping with Stacy, where I share my real, intimate dating and life experiences for your amusement and inspiration. This is a new experience for me as I am live uh, with a nice group of people at a local establishment owned by a couple of friends. It's called Ash Cigars in Kansas City in the Northland, where I happen to live in Parkville, Missouri. And I'm doing this for a couple of reasons. First of all, I love it when I meet other single people who want to support other single people in their endeavors. So this is a a mutually beneficial situation where I'm getting support for my podcast and my local friends are getting support for their business. So um, tonight, we're just going to try to talk about some topics that might be of interest to um, the group that I'm here with right now, as well as my listeners. So I've compiled a few written questions and we're just going to kind of wing it and see how it goes. Um, But I'd like to do a little bit of cigar talk because I am uh, puffing on one right now um, and it's not really my thing. And I heard some really nice descriptors from my new friend Ty and I think it would be cool to open up with him kind of talking about how he described um, using all of your senses in an experience with cigars. Thanks, Stacey. So we were talking about cigars and cigar smoking. It truly is, a, to me, it's all the five senses. It's about uh, taste and it's about the, the sight and the touch. Um, is the lighting of a cigar, uh, the, the, the process of, uh, of lighting and relighting and smoking. And then lastly, the, the company that you're with as you're smoking a cigar uh, and the drink that you're having as you smoke a cigar. All those things together make cigar smoking an event. It's not about the rules or understanding all the different variables that it makes up a great cigar. It's about what makes you happy. Uh, there's nothing, no, I, I don't like to use rules around uh, how do you, you know, how do you match up this cigar with this drink or anything like that. If you like the cigar and you like the drink, then you're going to go, uh, then you're going to be just fine. Uh, you're going to, you're going to feel the cigar. You're going to feel the wrapper and the oiliness of the wrapper. You'll see it. You'll sense the smell, the smell of it unlit, uh, as well as the smell of it lit. All those things together make cigar smoking experience. And I think it's an experience, not just for men, uh, but for women as well. Uh, there's a couple of guys here that, that we were talking earlier today and they were talking about how there's nothing sexier than seeing a woman smoking a good cigar. Uh, and I think that, that I, I would agree with them, uh, not only smoking a good cigar from man to man or man to woman, but also uh, with uh, there's a guy that was talking about his uh, having a good cigar and a bourbon with his daughter. And, and that just is a, truly is an experience, uh, I think, of, uh, of, of you know, getting together and, and kind of coming together un, under, one, uh, under one umbrella. We like to say at Ash Cigars that uh, we have we have figured out all of the world's ills in this lounge, in the cigar lounge. And it really is because whether it's a, a president of a company uh, or sitting next to a janitor, they've got one thing in common, and that's smoking a good cigar. I mean... Did that not just sound sexy? Everything that he just described? It's like a sensual experience. Who knew that there was like, you know, breathing techniques and relaxation techniques involved in smoking cigars? Um, you know, I think I could probably lead off just with the topic of smoking in general. It's a major question on every online dating platform out there. Um, 
and I've been asked this, and, I, and I've talked about this before we came here tonight, like, would you ever date a smoker? Is there a difference between, you know, a cigarette smoker and a cigar smoker? And a, 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 I mean, shit, my great-grandpa smoked um, pipes. He used that, what is it, the cherry tobacco? Um, oh, my God, there was no better scent when I was growing up than that cherry tobacco scent. Um, so in my own humble personal opinion, um, there's a big difference between cigar smokers and cigarette smokers. Um, I've tried. I've tried to go out on dates with cigarette smokers and think that I could maybe kind of overlook it um, just to find out that I, I couldn't really. Um, However, cigar smoking, I think, is different, and I think it's more of, like, an activity than a habit in my mind. And I do think it has an air of sophistication associated with it. Um, I, I kind of dig it, and I dig this place. I'm, like, looking around thinking I probably need to, like, do this more, like, have a social event here because I totally enjoy it. I think it's a really cool, really cool setup. Um, so what we've done is, um, in our small group tonight, kind of come up with a few questions, and I'll weigh in and give my opinions, and if any of my friends surrounding me want to kind of pipe in, I'm just going to hand the microphone off. So I hope that you as listeners can appreciate the background noise, the the you know, quiet sounds going on around me and understand that this is like a really cool scenario. I think it's like a, I'm, I'm grateful for the experience. So I hope, I hope you guys can kind of sit back and relax and kind of feel the, the cool vibe we have going here. So, um, one of my first questions that I received was, what are people really looking for after 40? <laughs> and I feel like it's kind of a loaded question because I feel like it depends on like where you're at in your journey of being single. I mean, speaking for myself, I'll start there. I've looked for different things at different times. I've looked for sex, um, excitement, an escape, purely fun in men that I never intended on having a relationship with. Um, that was pretty early on. You know, I didn't know. I didn't, I, and I wanted, to, I wanted to experience different types of people. So I was not selective per se in like qualifications of men that I dated. I wasn't looking for a certain type or anything, just whatever kind of floated my boat. I just went with it and experienced it and have zero regrets, by the way. And then I think at different times, you know, other people are looking for a sense of security, a sense of comfort. After long-term marriages, I think it can be a really tough transition for most people to go from spending, you know, a decade or more, two decades of your life with someone and then find yourself utterly alone. Um, it's a really hard transition and some people approach it, you know, differently. So I think some people are seeking that sense of normalcy and companionship and they don't want to be alone and so they attach to whomever is next in line per se like it doesn't even matter if it's a good fit if it's a toxic situation if it's unhealthy or they are compromising their own morals or principles or whatever because it's like well I, I just want to be a couple again. I just want to be able to say, oh, my boyfriend and I are going to be there, you know, this weekend. I think that's really common. Um, I think some people are looking for convenience. 
oh, I've gotten this a lot on dates. Oh, this is awesome. I live in the Northland too. This is so easy. Like we can go to all the same places and our kids are in the same school and we can go over to the national or whatever on the weekend. And like, that sounds like simple. Um, I think some people are lazier. Oh, I remember you from college and now we happen to live in the same neighborhood. You know, that'd be a great fit. Not necessarily like convenience and ease does not equal like a good thing. Um, but I hear that a lot. Um, so those are a few scenarios. I'm going to look around. Does anybody have anything else that popped in your heads while I was talking about what people might be looking for after? I mean, I know at 30, my daughter was young and I was, I wanted her stepdad for her. She has her own father who's, who's great and obviously plays a critical role in her life, but I wanted a family. I wanted, I wanted a stepdad. I wanted someone in her day to day, um, really desperately. Um, so I think that can come into play, especially, you know, I'm in my forties. A lot of my friends are in their forties, but a lot of them have children much younger than mine. And so I think that that lends different scenarios too, for people who are really looking, you know, to combine their time and their raising of their children with, with another parental, you know, figure in their kids' lives. I'm going to pass my microphone over to my friend, Eric. Uh, my name's Eric and I am... 45 and uh, recently divorced. And uh, at this point in my life, I'm really more looking for to build a network of friends uh, in the community and to kind of build that up around myself, have people that I support and support me um, and, and kind of distribute that a little bit. And, um, you know, I, I want to have more friendships and I want to invest in that. Um, some of them will be platonic and some of them will be romantic, but I'm, I'm not looking for the one or a one um, to, to do that. I, I just got out of a, a very serious relationship. I got two relatively young kids in grade school. And um, to me, this is more about exploring my life now and building it up in a different way and kind of reimagining that life with my kids. I love that so much. And I, if anyone knows me, they know that I'm the local ambassador for a group called Divorced Over 40, where we get together for social gatherings. It's not intended to be any sort of mixer or hookup situation. It's, it's seriously a social and in-person group of friends who are all fit the qualifier of being divorced or widowed. And we get together um, for companionship, for friendship, to network. We set one another up with other people. There have been a couple of couples formed actually um, at events. And so I think that is a really good point, Eric. Like not everyone is looking for the one. And I think that's an important factor when you go in on a date with anyone, even if your end game is, I want to be married again someday, or I want you know, a serious relationship. I don't, I don't think you can go into any dating situation with that end game in mind. I think, I think it's best to go in with an open mind that you're going to meet somebody cool. Um, somebody to at least walk away, hopefully with a friendship with. And, and, um, so I think that's great. Now I, I love this next topic and I don't know if my two female or three female friends now that are here, um, will want to weigh in and maybe I'll just gauge their faces. Um, so a man wrote this question and he, he asked, where do we find each other in a world where everyone is sensitive to harassment? Now, where he was really going with this is like, how do you approach a woman that you don't know in public and effectively let her know that you're interested, but you're not creepy? 
right? I mean, like, I think that's what he's getting at. Like, I, they're interested, they'd like to know you or ask for your number, but they're scared because you might just see them as creepy or like, um, you know, feel threatened in some way. I think this is such bullshit. Like, as a woman, like, going through college, you know, in the, in the 90s and going to bars and getting hit on. or my, my boyfriend's friends used to hit on me in front of my boyfriends. Like, no, nobody gets to act like that anymore. <laughs> like, um, so this is tough. Um, I tell a lot of people, and I get a lot of eye rolls sometimes, but my women friends, I think, usually agree with me. Um, I might get complimented or lightly flirted with in public or like walking in, especially if I'm dressed up. It's never when I'm in my sweats and like no makeup and whatever. But like if I'm dressed up for work or whatever and I get noticed out in public, I don't I don't get asked out. You know, it's like I might get a you look nice today or something, which is always appreciated. But I literally don't get asked out by men I don't know. It does not happen. And I am out and about a lot. I'm very sociable. I get asked out in my DMs daily. I get, you know, I get that. That's easier when you're like hiding behind a phone. But in person, I think it's really hard. So I guess the advice that I would give to men who are single out and about trying to meet women would be be pleasant, be genuine, you know, tread lightly, but you can usually tell you guys, I'm so open. If a guy came over to me that I was interested in, they would know it. They would absolutely know it. Like I would give them those signals. It's, I mean, a woman that's not interested usually has no problem. Oh yeah, thanks. And they walk away, you know? So I think it's, I, I wish this happened more. I do. I mean, I wish that men felt comfortable enough to like walk over and say, hey, I, no I noticed you and your girlfriends. Would you mind if I, you know, whatever, could I, could I take a seat next to you for a minute? Or, you know, could my friends join you? If, if you're not welcome, I, again, would have no problem saying, you know what, it's girls night. Thank you. But no. I mean, that's an easy thing to say. Or, you know, I'm with my daughter. No, you know, whatever it is. And I think that's a thing, too. And I've got other mom friends here with teenage daughters. That's probably another big reason why I don't get hit on. Because I'm eating dinner with my daughter. Or I'm out to coffee with my daughter. I don't, just because you don't have a ring on does not mean that you're not married. You know, and especially in the presence of your children, I think it makes it harder. So I guess, I mean, I, I wish that, that guys still, approached women like they did in college. I really do. Just with a genuine, come over and make a fucking joke. Like, make me laugh. Come over and say something stupid and that makes me laugh. And I, you will at least be welcomed in for like one round of drinks. Like, that's how Lainey's dad hit on me that way um, when I met him. And it was the worst, I mean, most ridiculous joke ever that he was making fun of one of his friends. And I married him. I mean, like, it works. Use humor. Come over. And, and I think it'll go pretty well. Um, totally switching topics. Does anybody else have anything to add to that? Like, other women or anything? Did I... Any thoughts come to mind or... No. It's okay. I'll just... You might have something to say about this. I don't know. Why do men think we want to see dick pics or half-nude pics? 
I don't know. I do not know the answer to this question. Um, I can honestly say that I have never in my entire life received a dick pic. And I will tell you why, I think. And I've been online. I, I have online dated a lot. Um, I, I don't open photos. There is a caveat. I don't open photos on Facebook and Instagram because I pretty well know what they are. Um, so I may have received some and just not opened them. But um, no man that I've ever met on Bumble, it's the only app I've ever used, has ever sent me a dick pic. And I think it's because I do not overtly sexually text men that I have not made out with or like been in the physical presence of them. Like to me, like sexual, like it's fine to make jokes. And I mean, I'm like, I'm not a prude, but it's like, I'm not going to go there. So I think men can sense that I'm guarded <laughs> or whatever and they don't fuck with me. And I've got a I've got a solid example and it is a guy that I met online who was back in my fun days. It was a year ago last summer. Totally fun guy. He's going to be in my book. I call him Beer Guy because he works for a beer distributor and um totally fun, totally sexy, like totally good time together. I went on well, I met him out in public with some friends um, at the Lake of the Ozarks. And then um, I went on one like dinner date with him and he was nothing but sweet and like affectionate and like he was sexy. He was great. Um, but I recently um, with one of my new girlfriends, we went out for drinks a few weeks ago and we were swapping online dating stories. And lo and behold, we both had, had, had matched with the beer guy. And I'm like, I went out with him. I went out with him two times. He's so sweet. I'm like, not my guy, but I mean, I had fun. And she was like, oh my God, I have to show you. <laughs> and she pulls out her phone. Not only was there a full picture, there was a fucking video. There was a video. You guys... I didn't even know people did that. Like, I've never... <laughs> I didn't even know that was a thing. And I even told my married girlfriends who have never dated, who have never... Like, they're not exposed to any of this shit. And they're like, Stacy, are you fucking kidding? Like, you did not know that was a thing. And I'm like, I didn't know it was a thing. But I really am grateful to my friend. First of all, I mean, there was something to the video. But second of all... <laughs> she rounded out my chapter in my book. I mean, it's like the perfect ending to be like, I mean, I knew he wasn't my guy, but God, he was fun. Um, anybody have anything to add, M male or female? Yeah. I, I, I would just like to say on behalf of all men, not all guys think that that's cool. It's kind of lazy, right? It's just kind of, if you, if you, right, let me show you what I got. And, uh, and if you don't, uh, don't throw up right at that moment, then you're like, hey, there's a better shot here. Uh, so it's really just kind of trying to cheating the game and seeing if you uh, if you can score early without, you know, without having to spend a lot of money or or a lot of effort. So but but I've never sent one. I just I mean, it's just not a crass thing. I think the guys around me can all say, yeah, we, we haven't done that. So so take heart, ladies. It's not all dudes. I totally agree. I totally agree. And I guess my my advice to men would be don't don't do that shit. Like, even if she asks, don't, I mean, come on, like, don't go there. Like, don't. It's so ridiculous. I mean, wouldn't you rather have that experience in person? <laughs> I mean, isn't that better? Isn't that hotter than, like, taking a fucking bathroom photo of yourself from the waist down? <laughs> it sounds horrible. Like, I mean, women, like, 
I know that this happens. Like, okay, like in relationships or like there are complete like sexual fiends, whatever, that like would take a photo. But women never ever consider squatting over a toilet and taking a photo of their parts to like share with a man. Why would we want to see your junk if we don't even like the female body is like up on a pedestal, like so much more beautiful than a man, and we don't do that, right? <laughs> it makes no sense. It makes no sense to me. Okay, so those are Stacy's thought on dick pics and half nude pics. I did get a half nude pic. I'll tell a story. I did. Um, you guys, this is funny. I always say I've only been on Bumble because it's the only app I've ever like matched and dated and whatever. But like, I don't know, like maybe a year, a year and a half ago, I, I went on the league. Does anybody know what the league is? The league is supposed to be an exclusive app for like, like you have to be like accepted into it. Like they look for your education and like your salary and your looks or whatever. And you, they, if you're lucky, they let you in. And it's so ridiculous. It's not exclusive. It's the same people who are on all the other apps, but that's the hype, right? I mean, that's my take anyway. So although there aren't very many people in it, which makes it a shitty app because I mean, the best apps have a bigger pool of people and they have a pretty small group of people. supposed to be more exclusive, but I don't really believe it is. Anyway, it was a thing like maybe a year, year and a half ago, and they advertised quite a bit. And eventually I clicked on it and did it. Um, The only guy I matched with on there, like I did, I do what I do. You guys, I'm a stalker. As soon as I meet somebody online, I, I mean, I literally can Google like gym athletic trainer in Connecticut and find him. Like I find guys like on LinkedIn and Facebook and I do my due diligence and make sure they are who they say they are and whatever. So I found this guy who was from a different city and I looked him up and he was legit. Like he had a day job. He was part of a nonprofit. He had a son. Okay. 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 So I found him to be very attractive. So I flirted with him more than normal, I think. And so I opened that door a little bit like what we talk about. Right. And so I, um, was chatting with him and within like an hour probably he sent me a photo that I was like whoa, whoa, whoa like I like barely looked at it and I was like stop I mean like I literally texted him back fuck you like stop like that why did you think that's what I was looking for and he was like sorry 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 you know and I'm like come on man like that's not gonna make me want you to like travel to Kansas City to like meet me out like I'd rather see a picture of you like in a suit and tie honestly like like I, that would that would do a lot more for me. Or how about like a really endearing photo of you with your son? Sexy. That's that's a quality I'm looking for, you know. Um, but he did that because he had an amazing body and he thought I was like in it for some sexual, you know, exploration with him after I met him for like one hour. He was wrong. <laughs> and I did not invite him to Kansas City. OK, I'm going to play devil's advocate here. Um the original question was, why do guys think this is a thing? This is not my MO, but I have done it. And I will say that there's a little bit of the, there's a little bit of, it sounds like Stacy, it, it, it sounds, it sounds like Stacy doesn't like to, you know, sexualize the initial flirtation phase, but some people do. Some people, and that's part of the get to know you phase a little bit and see if there's a little chemistry there. And, uh, you know, it's, it's the golden rule. Do unto others as you'd like to have them do to you, right? So there, I, I again think that that's not necessarily... I'm just saying, well, sometimes it goes the other way, right? So, sometimes the, right, right. And so, you know, you got to reciprocate, right? So, uh, but I do think that there's a little bit of, well, let's see 
how flirty we're being here and you read the room or try to or that sort of thing. But, um, you know, there's there's variation, you know. I appreciate I appreciate you saying that because um, as you're talking, I am once again reminded that I am a little bit on the naive and boring side of things. I just am like I, I really am. And, um, and so it's a good reminder that, yeah, I mean, I guess. And two, we talk about like the journey that we're all on, like after a divorce. And when you are in that, like, so your wild oats stage, that stuff is a lot more prevalent. And so to your point, yes, there, I, I have, I guess as far, I mean, if I'm just, I'll just spill it all because that's what I do for some reason. Um, I've never sent anything naked, like no naked anything. Like I am so like, I don't know, uh, modest, I guess, but like, you know, neck down photos in like a tight t-shirt and panties, that's happened. Like that's happened with men that I know that I'm into. Um, more often than not, it's after a date though. Like it's not usually, it's not usually like a early, early in the talking phases. But, but I think I might be in the minority. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> and that's okay. <laughs> That's okay. Um, okay, so this is a kind question. How do you balance your work, passion product, projects, parenthood, and dating? Um, I prioritize, and dating is at the bottom of my list right now. Honestly, it has been for a while. Like, I, I felt like I dated my ass off for, like, um, I don't know, a year I mean, I went from, like, a rebound that was, like, hot and heavy, getting together several nights a week. Like, he wined and dined me a lot. Like, we were always out. He took me on a little trip. Like, uh, my whole world, you know, aside from Lainey, was, like, when I wasn't with Lainey, I was with my boyfriend of a few months. And then when that ended... I immediately hopped on Bumble and that's where my whole book is coming from was like eight or nine months of dating a lot. Um, and it was all during COVID. So dating is a loose term. I mean, some of it was like FaceTime. Some of it was meetup. Some of it was like, yeah, actually um, dating a couple of guys two or three or four times, but I never developed a relationship with anybody. Um, which is what made that time fun, I think. And I got burned out. I mean, burnout, we, I'd love to hear other people talk about burnout. Um, it's what happens on dating apps. You get on, you talk and chat with several people all at the same time. Um, you might actually meet some of them in person and you get disappointed when it doesn't go well or like the one person you actually like doesn't reciprocate. That's happened to me um, more than once. Like the, the one or two guys that I've met that I'm like, yeah, boyfriend material. I'm like, fuck, he didn't call me again. <laughs> like, I guess not, you know, or we have that talk. You live in Kansas City because I'm always dating guys from out of town. And so it's hard. Um, so since I started um, doing the podcast in particular, um, it's 
it's been a struggle. I mean, and I'm already starting to see, by the way, this is going to be a whole new fun topic, I think, going forward, the effects of the podcast on my dating life. You guys, the podcast hasn't even been out four months. I mean, I've been teasing it for months and it's been on Instagram and everybody knows that I'm working on this book. And I get that question all the time. Like, what do these guys think? And I'm like, the guys I've dated love it. Like I, I th- truly think, I mean, I've gotten many, many messages that they're proud of me. They, they're surprised that I'm good at <laughs> podcasting or whatever. They're kind of flattered, I think, to be like in the book, even though it's going to be anonymous and everything else, because I, because I'm nice and we, we get along and we're friends and all of that. But now that the podcast is out and I tell stories about things I wasn't into or like, bad sex or disappointments or whatever, now it's set this whole different vibe for men that I meet now. And um, it changes things. I've really only talked with and um, been on a date with one guy during, in the past four months, you guys. One, one first date, one talking thing going with one guy. And... Um, it's a great example of, I think, what's to come for me because he was impressed by the podcast. He liked it. It struck a chord with him, but it also, it also impacted, I think, um, not only his perception of me, but how he projected himself to me because he fucking knew every detail of what I'm looking for because I talk about it all the time. So when I say, like, I like a funny guy, then he's convincing me that he's a funny guy or, you know what I mean? And I'm like, ah, shit. Like, I knew that... Because I don't even worry about the men that are turned off by me doing this. I'm like, you're not my guy. I don't fucking care. Like, you know, if you if you're like either not confident or don't like my topics or don't like how I come across, then clearly we're not a good match anyway. So obviously, I would like to meet someone who is supportive, who isn't threatened by me hanging out in a cigar bar on a Thursday night talking with people or getting comments on social media. Like, I want someone who's proud and supportive and confident enough to know that like this is my thing it's like my baby it means so much to me but please for the love of God like get to know me outside of like what I've recorded I am the same person and I do think that podcasts are notorious for listeners having relationships with podcasters like it's a thing because we're in your ear and so you feel like you know us on a more intimate level than um, reading something or even watching something. So that's like what research says. And it's a little creepy <laughs> and a little, it's a little intimidating, but I, I still think that I have this like internal compass and I've had enough experiences up to now to like, I still think I'm going to know him when I see him. Like I, I have such a clear vision of like who I'm looking for now and not just attributes, but like, I know I'm going to know him when he pops into my life and it's going to be pretty clear to me. It may not be clear to him, but, um, but I, I'll know. I mean, I've had, I've had a couple, uh, and this most recent guy, you guys, like on paper, it's all there, man. Like he, he fits the bill and he knew it too, which is great. But 
the chemistry, I, it took me a minute, you guys. Like, he flew into Kansas City and, like, went out of his way to come meet me. And I don't take that shit lightly. And I went into it with an open heart and an open mind. And I wanted to meet him. And I was genuine. I genuinely enjoyed our date and getting to know him. And I had the hardest conversation, like, that I've had probably so far. I, I texted him the next day. And then I followed it up with a phone call. And, I mean, I felt like I was breaking up with him. I'd been on one date. It was one date. And we kissed at the end of the night. And that was it. It wasn't like we had sex. It wasn't like, you know, but we'd been talking. And you develop this relationship through FaceTiming and talking and texting for, it was only three weeks maybe, you know? But I, he's such a, he really is like such a good guy. I felt like, okay, I owe him this phone call and we've got to have this discussion. And then I'm like, here's a question I, I would love to hear men answer. Do you really want to know the truth? Would he have accepted, you know what, I'm not ready. I thought I was ready to like meet somebody and date, but I'm really not. That's not what I said. What I said was I wanted, I hoped that I would feel things that I didn't. So I basically told him that I was not attracted to him in that way. And I feel like I shot his ego so bad because you guys, he's attractive, he's successful, he's a sweet guy. Like there's nothing wrong with him. I, at the, the next day, like in reflection, I literally was having like ang major anxiety over it because I just, I, ah, I just hated that. I, I wanted to feel something and I didn't. And so I just told him that and I think it kind of fucking crushed him, you know? And I was like, would it have been easier <laughs> for both of us if I was like, you know what? It's not you, it's me. Like, I'm just not ready for this. Anybody? You want to weigh in? Anybody? So I think, I think part of it is just accepting that it's okay to meet awesome people and it not to be a match. Bravo. You just have to meet them. And meeting many people, as you spoke of, and being open to meeting many people at one time. It is, it is acceptable to be meeting people different times during that week. You do not have to just meet one person and then see where it goes for six months and then go, oh, it didn't go anywhere. And then go meet someone else and do that for six more months. You can honestly meet somebody every day for 10 minutes and, and meet lots of amazing people and then truly find your one later. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much. Um, there, so here's yeah, question. go ahead. I mean, that's a great question. So do, but the other way around, do, do women want to hear the truth? Because, you know, especially, especially in the world of, of, uh, of, the world of uh, online dating, uh, guys have finally realized that there's ways of taking a pictures and photos of yourself to, that really kind of, <laughs> I'm trying to use the right words, hide uh, or, or, or mischaracterize what you truly look like. Yeah, feel what, you've really, what you really look like. And then when you show up to coffee, oh, well, that's not the girl that I thought I was, <laughs> I thought I was meeting. Right, that's a, right. Uh, so, you know, when, so, right. So when that's, so, so, so do, do girls want to hear, yeah, I don't, that, that's not, not A, not cool, and B, 
that's not uh, that's I that's not I don't I don't really feel a, an attraction towards you today. Fair question. I think that's a totally fair question. And I talk to single people all the time. And I will tell you the proportion of men who tell me that they were deceived is so much greater than women. And I think I think it comes from insecurities. I think it comes from social media and trying to filter your photos and make yourself look a certain way and the hopes. I think it is completely fair for a man who meets a woman at coffee for a first date to say, Angela, you don't look like your picture. Like, you're Angela? Like, really? Like, I think that's fair. It's not, you're not putting her down. You're calling her out on her bullshit because that's bullshit. And I mean, part of what I talk about too is owning who you are. Like embrace you, embrace the 43 year old, not even five foot two you. I don't lie about my height. I don't lie about my age. I don't lie about my occupation or whatever. Like easier said than done for some people, but it's obviously a confidence issue. And if there was one message I could get across, it's like, not only should you feel confident in yourself and happy with who you are and what brought you to this point and what brought your body or your face to this point or whatever, that's obviously a clear message, but it's also like, don't you want to be with someone who loves you for that? Like, I, I talk about it all the time. Like, I typically, like, if I'm chatting with a guy, I will make a point to send photos of me with no makeup on. Like, for real. Like, this is me drinking coffee. You still like me? Because I look a little different than I did last night, you know? Because that's real. And I wash my face every single night before I go to bed. And if I, which I have, gone on a date, first date, second date, whatever, and have sex with a guy and they're sleeping at my house or I'm sleeping at their house, you better fucking believe I wash my face before I go to bed and they see me in the next morning. And... I don't, if they don't like me like that, then obviously they're not my person, you know? But I, I think it's completely fair if you go on a date with someone, man or woman, and they are not as they appear, or you catch them in a lie that they're older or younger or whatever than you expect them to be, because that does go in both directions. Um, I think it's completely fair, not in a rude way, but just to be like, I mean, hmm. I'm a little surprised or whatever, disappointed. I don't, maybe disappointed is not a good word, but you know what I'm saying. But I don't hear that from women. I don't hear it ever, I don't think, from women that they've been like catfished or like surprised. You've got a story. Do you want to share it? No. Okay, so it does happen. Um, I feel like women too, and I'm talking in generalities, I think women do more research. I think most women will try to look up different sources and men don't. And I've heard a lot of stories from men, not only just like they don't look or appear like how they said or I thought, but like they don't know that where, where a woman works or what she does for a job or that she has kids or doesn't have kids or is or isn't married still or, you know, whatever. And I feel like a lot of women, maybe it's like, Dirty John or whatever, you know what I mean? True crime stories or whatever. We're a little bit more skeptical and a little less trusting, I think, by nature. Um, anyone have anything to contribute? Yeah, hang on. 
to your other question, I would just say that I, I think there's a maturity factor and, and maybe experience of, you know, you are going to meet people and there's not always going to be a match. But, you know, like like another person said earlier, you know, it's about meeting great people and maybe making some connections, whether they're romantic or not. And uh, just try to be honest. I totally agree. I think I, I'm an overanalyzer. I think too much about everything and I doubt myself and I... I think through things uh, and think ahead. I Future planning is something I talk about all the time. Like you meet somebody, well, would that work? Hmm, let's see. How old are their kids? And what, you know, instead of just being open-minded and just meeting people, like Eric keeps saying, just for the sake of meeting people. And if that's like my greatest advice, I think, to people who are newly single is to not have expectations. Don't get ahead of yourself. You gave great advice, Joya. Like it's like so sweet and true. Like you're not, I, it's another topic I talk about a lot because it's how I have always operated. I'm a serial monogamist. I feel dirty and wrong if I'm texting with more man. Right. The, the real solid good advice is to, is to do it. Like you really, you've got to be open. For one, you get disappointed a lot if you invest in just one person and it doesn't pan out. It doesn't mean that you're being untrue to the person. Like you're, you're not, you're not in a relationship until you sit down and have the fucking conversation. We are not seeing other people. We are turning off the dating apps. We are monogamous. We are not having sex with anyone else. We're not calling anyone else. That's a real deal. And it's also only fair to have that conversation if you're both in that same place at the same time, you know, or to make those distinguishing factors. And if one of you is in that place and the other isn't, well, then you have a decision to make. Do you want to continue to see someone if they're also seeing other people? Sex is probably the biggest factor. Like if you're, if you're sleeping with someone, I think it's hard to say, okay, well, I have a, you know, and you never tell the person, like, I have a date, you know, aside from you. I think you just, until it happens, until you're willing to either go out on a limb and ask that person if they want to be monogamous or they bring it up to you, I, I think the best advice is play the field, continue to talk, continue to explore other options because you just don't know. And I've been in that situation a million times over. And when I met my second ex-husband, that's exactly what happened. I actually told him. I met him on Match. I met three other guys, I think. I'd already been on a coffee date with one. I had one kind of like in the wings that we were planning on going on a date. And then I met my ex-husband. And I fell for him really, really hard, really, really fast, which I know now to watch for certain flags and, and things with that um, because we had a really, really strong um, connection right out of the gates. And... I did the rookie thing at 30, 31 years old, or, I mean, it happens now. I, I could still fall into the, you know, pattern maybe of doing that, but I hope not. Um, where I told him, hey, I'm, I, I met someone else. I have a date set for Wednesday night. Are you seeing other people? Like I went there and it was because of sex. It was because we'd already had sex and I felt connected to him because of that. And so I felt like I owed him something, which I did not, by the way, um, but I felt like I did. And so I told him, hey, I have another date. And he was like, no, no, don't go out with him. Please don't like, no, you're off the market. No, like we are a thing. And so I trusted that, right? Like I was like, okay, so we're, we, it's us. So you are not going to go out with anybody else either. No. Okay. So I canceled the date 
with potentially really great guy. I mean, I was this, I was 30. There were a lot of men, a lot of men online. I chose like three or four of you guys. And, um, I should have gone out with him and I didn't. And, um, something I've actually never revealed in a podcast before, um, months into dating my now ex-husband, he was still online. Yeah. When we were dating and he, I didn't, I read everything. I went through like his entire email list, like everything. And I determined that he never dated, like he never met anyone in person. I was fuming mad, crying, lost my mind and confronted him about it. And he's just really smooth, you guys. Like he's like master manipulator, awesome at what he does. And, um, stayed with him. I mean, I did. I trusted him and stayed with him through it. And so you look back on experiences like that. We've all probably had a boyfriend or a girlfriend cheat on us or a spouse or, and not just cheating, but just like behavior that shouldn't have been taking place. So I think the older we get, we got to draw from that. Like we have to learn from all of the shit that we've been through. What do you have to lose? Like I talk to women in particular all the time and they will stay in dating relationships with men because they want a fucking boyfriend. And I'm like, he's not your person. I get it. Like you're having fun or like you think you're having fun or he's good 50% of the time or whatever. But like, what are you scared of? What are you scared of to like ask him? Like, what's the next step? Or are we exclusive or whatever? Like I am so finally to that point where I am happy by myself and alone. I choose me and I choose my daughter and I choose my solitude and my freedom and my liberties and I fucking love it. And so I say all the time, like if I'm going to meet somebody, he's going to be awesome. He is going to be awesome because like I'm good over here. And until somebody comes along that makes me want to spend my energy and my time and invest in them, I'm just not going to fucking do it. And I'm not going to settle for mediocrity. And I'm not going to settle for a guy that's not funny. And I'm not going to settle for <laughs> mediocre sex or what I'm not like, I, I want it all. And I'm, you know what, if it never comes my way, I'm comfortable with that, you know? And I think until you get to that point where you're comfortable with that, like you're going to continue to make mistakes and sell yourself short and accept shit that you shouldn't because you feel like you're better off with somebody than alone. And I, I, that's the biggest lesson. It's the biggest lesson I've learned in a short amount of time. It's not even, it's not even been two years. So anybody else want to weigh in on settling or anything like that? No? Yeah. I'm going to go back to like, I struggle with keeping conversations with multiple guys. Like I get attached and I start talking to this guy and I invest all my energy into this guy. And then there's other on the wayside and I can't keep the conversation going. So I, I struggle with keeping multiple attention, I guess. And I, I just, I find it, I find it hard to, to give my attention to more than, than one person. If I'm, if I'm invested in that person or if I'm interested in that person, I find myself putting everyone else like on this, on the side. But I know like, I know as I don't, what's your name, honey? 
Joya. Okay. I know like you were over there saying, no, just do it. Just do it. And it's so much easier said, I feel, to like than done. But I know like guys do it because I was talking to a guy and he's like, I have 60 girls in my queue. I'm like, 60? It's, it's, I'm like, 60? It's hard to find like literally like three. Yes, I know. So for me, it's like talking to one guy and then going on that date. And if I find out, okay, we're not a match, then I'll move on. But it's super hard for me to give my attention to more than, than one. So I don't think you should be so hard on yourself because I think the point in online dating is to make a connection and then quickly fucking get off the app and meet in person or to FaceTime or whatever. So if that's your, if that's who you are and what you're comfortable with, which is the same way I am, I think that's fine. So give him your attention for four days solely. Go out with him. Still interested in him? Still, it went well? Okay, then he gets another few days until you go out again. And you don't have to... You don't have to communicate with I mean, maybe keep a foot in the door if you're really interested in somebody else. But I think, I think the whole point and what I've gotten frustrated with on apps before is like, shit or get off the pot. I mean, for real, like it, well, I'm not going to text you for two weeks or three weeks or whatever. Like, are we going to meet or are we not? Especially locally, you know? So that's, I don't know. That's my advice. Like if you, and I have those tendencies too. And when I find somebody, especially if I'm really excited about them, I just ignore. I don't even look. I don't even swipe or whatever. But I think that's fine in the short term. But then I think you just keep moving on. What do you think? So I want to go back to get to where I was, where I went on those multiple dates a week. It took a lot of work. It is work. It was a lot of thought work that I had to tell myself that I am just going to go out and I swipe left for yes or swipe swipe right for yes. Yes. See, I almost forgot. Swipe right is yes. So I swiped right on a lot of people that I previously probably wouldn't have. And I met a lot of amazing people. And I just, it was very hard to let myself go and do that at times because for many years, I have not previously been married, but I have dated all of those 40 plus years. And so I learned to teach myself to swipe right on a lot of people. And then I just meet them and we just see. And sometimes it was 10 minutes and then that was it. And sometimes it was, you know, an hour of conversation, but it doesn't mean that it has to be a lot. But I tried to just teach myself slowly that it was okay to swipe right. Stay, stay, stay next to me. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So for me, like when I swipe right, I, I am a, I am a like, I don't want to waste anyone's time. I don't want, I, I don't, if I don't find you attractive, I'm not swiping right on you. And it has to be a... It has to be a physical, and obviously on the dating apps, it's going to be physical first because that's what you see. And so I'm super picky. Like you said, I'm not going to fucking just go out with someone because they have, they make X amount of money. I don't give a shit. Like I want, I do. I want you to make me laugh. I want to have great sex. I I want to, I want to know that you're a potential father figure for my kids. But as far as like swiping right on people just to meet them, I'm, I have to have that physical connection in order to swipe right. I think that's fair. And I have, I've 
done the, I, I've been through my months of kind of being open, more open-minded and swiping more liberally than others, but you are probably further along in your thought process or selectivity or like what you're looking for. I think if you're looking to have fun and whatever, like you are more liberal. I think if you're really looking to find somebody, maybe it's a, a little less, um, so I just got asked by a younger gentleman in the crowd who is um, newly-ish single, and he's he's batting around a lot of advice that he's gotten on what to offer a woman that he's met. Like, do I offer coffee? Should we meet for a happy hour or dinner? Like, what's the expectation? And what do women expect, right? Like, okay, so coffee is absolutely great. It's great for a lot of reasons, I think, um, low investment, low investment on time. If you meet for coffee and you hit it off, you could go to lunch if it's a Saturday. You could, you know, ask for more time. You could take a walk afterwards. You could do other other things if it goes awesome. Um, and then know like, okay, I want, I want to ask this woman to dinner or, you know, if it's really obvious. Um, I think coffee's the go-to anymore. I really do. I think more often than not, people set up coffee dates because people are dating a lot and people are trying to meet a variety of different people. Um, and that's what I hear. And the people that I know, especially guys, that's what they're shooting for is just a coffee date. And I think if... I, it's funny now that I'm thinking about it. I did, an, I did a podcast episode with a guy that I had met on Bumble and he happens to live in California. And I met him in person because I was on vacation out there. And we went out for beers because it was like I was in a certain part of California. He had to drive several hours. Like that's, that was the date that we went on. But I, he allowed me later to interview him as a guy that I had met online. And um, he said that sometimes he gets like, well, I want to go to dinner. Or I want to go to happy hour, or I have this event that I want you to take me to, or or whatever. And he's like, screw that. Like, I, you know, he's not looking for a high maintenance like woman who doesn't like who's that presumptuous or whatever. So it's a big turnoff to him. And so I think that you're entitled to feel that way. I would never as a woman be like, I, you must take me to the Capitol Grill on Saturday night at 7 p.m. and blow $300. Like I would never do that in a million years. And you know, if a woman did that, then she's probably not the girl you're looking for. <laughs> and so I think just cut your losses. And you know, if, if it's something that you know, is a stupid expectation, then screw that and stick with the normal down to earth, likable, sweet girls that are like happy to go to coffee with you because they actually want to get to know you. So after, after we finished our recording, I remembered a question that I wanted to ask my new friend, Joya, like, like how do you as a very kind, compassionate soul go on a bunch of dates and have a nice time with a nice person and yet tell that nice person that they're not your person <laughs> in a kind way that you can feel good about um, but not feel a lot of angst and anxiety like I normally do. That is such a good question. Um, it took a lot of practice, but over time I realized after many dates of being accommodating and nice 
that being nice wasn't working. And it was making it worse because then I was having to say things more nice and continuing to things too long. So I just decided my, to myself I needed to find the right answer to say. And, and I just needed to be honest and say that I, I really appreciate you meeting me. I do not think we have that connection. And, you know, if you want to stay in contact, we can, but I do not foresee this going any longer. That sometimes worked. Yeah. Sometimes that didn't work. And they sometimes they exactly they would continuously message me and ask why, why, why can't I see you again? And just let me have one more chance. And at that point, I just had to be a little bit more honest and say, I just don't feel it. I don't know exactly what it is, but I don't feel it. And I hope you can accept my honesty and not contact me again. Strong. That's, that's really good advice. And I think it's fair and Honest, obviously, is something that you repeated over and over again. And I think we as adults need to learn to accept an honest answer and not let our egos get in the way, but view it like we would constructive criticism in our career, right? Like when our when our bosses, managers, superiors, whatever, give us um, constructive feedback or something to work on or tell us we're in the wrong direction or whatever. Um, I think we should be open to that in relationships and dating as well. So it is what it is. And being honest and being um, vulnerable is should be uh, like a gift. I mean, it's a gift to say, like, don't waste any more time on me because I it's it's not right. It's not what I'm looking for. Um, so, yeah, thank you. I think that's really good. I would also add that I didn't want to waste their time oh, being kind. It's considerate. Yes. It's, it's, it's the considerate um, adult nice thing to do, to be honest. And I, I struggle with it. <laughs> I really do. Um, but I'm learning. I'm learning. And uh, hopefully you are learning right along with me. Okay, guys. So this has been like an very like awesome event with a very diverse group of people. Um, you don't know it, but I had men in front of me from 31 years old to mid 60s um, listening, contributing women in their 40s, um, contributing their opinions, thoughts, voices to everything. And I hope that you have found that these topics are things that you've personally wanted answers to or had curiosities about. And maybe if you are married or this doesn't apply to you, you just found it interesting to, you know, sit at a cigar bar on a Thursday night listening to people talk about divorce, dating, sex, online profiles, <laughs> all of the above. Um, so thanks for listening.